You're listening to the MoneyWeb Now podcast series with Simon Brown. Live streamed every weekday at 6.30 a.m. Thursday, 24 November, MPC Day. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb Global Headquarters in Johannesburg, South Africa. On the show today, chatting with Mio Kruger, I want to touch on the RFG's uh, results. It used to be called Rhodes Food Group and Aspas. Should we have it in a portfolio? Uh, we're going to be taking to, uh, talking to Asana uh, Cordero. She's from Absa, uh, Shopping Trends for Black Friday. And then SMEs, how can they raise funding and scale for growth? The show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb Telcom out of growth, out of options, and still burning cash. Uh, perhaps a deal to sell a minority stake in open service, the only way out of the mess. And from uh, Business Day, Outlook darkens ahead of banks' interest rate decision. Most economists expect a 75 basis point hike as prices stay sticky. That's the inflation data yesterday 7.6, expected was 7.4, and September was 7.5. Our inflation went up. Morning markets, U.S. was green, S&P up 0.6 and Nasdaq up a full 1%. Asia's green with Sydney up 0.3% and Tokyo up 1.2%. Commodities, mostly green, gold, $1,771 an ounce. Brent is your red at $85.18 a barrel. Platinum, $1,005 an ounce. Palladium, $1,896. The Rand, $1,693. Bitcoin, $16,750. Tencent is trading uh, up 0.4% in the Hong Kong lunch break and top 40 opening call 150 points to the green that's just over a fifth of a percent MoneyWeb now on the money also available on podcast Shailene now with Mia Kruger. Uh, you find her, of course, where she's the director at Kruger International. Mia, appreciate the early morning. Uh, RFG Rhodes Food Group results for year in October. So a lot of base effects in the numbers. i, I got to say, I still thought they weren't bad. And I, I think back to, to the Tiger brands, and, and, and I think we're seeing, in my sense, slightly better from the food producers, albeit still tough. Good morning, Simon. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, this one was slightly difficult to analyze just from the get-go due to what you say, the base effect. And mm. then, of course, they had a 53-week uh, yeah. uh, year rather than a 52-week year. But um, their revenue was strong and there were some drivers here that was also in the numbers uh, and that wasn't stripped out. For instance, one of the acquisitions that they they made, uh, which is a, seems to be quite a good fit for them today, Pi, which had already added 2.5% to the group revenue just for the eight months that it was part of the results. So these these sort of uh, numbers made it a little difficult to have a like-for-like comparison, but overall a very strong number. They benefited very well from a, uh, a crop failure in, in Greece, Greece being the largest exporter of canned peaches in the world. <laughs> and this really shows, yeah, this really shows to, to the management of a business if they're in the position to capitalize on opportunities like this globally. And they did do that. Uh, they really managed to capitalize on this 
this week a uh, production from Greece and they managed to export a large amount of canned fruits and purees during the, the past year, which was very beneficial and a, a massive driver of, of, of the, the revenue growth for the company. So it, it has been a great season for them. This will, of course, normalize during the next year. Mm-hmm. But overall, the company does seem to be steadily investing in the in the businesses in South Africa. They improving and increasing the the crop um, the crop growth of uh, amongst others the the pineapples in Eswatini. They uh, they are improving the uh, the uh, independence from from ESCOM through through investing in solar panels and there are all sorts of um, nice things I read in the in the results of RFG so yeah it seems like a, a good situation also a very important part is that they they've mentioned that they are in the position at this stage to pass on some of the inflation that they've had in yeah. the input costs. Yeah to the consumer and that is a big win for these food companies as you mentioned to start off with so it seems like a good environment for these companies and they've been investing in South Africa which is what we all really want to create jobs and to improve our country yeah and, and sending our peaches to Greece I got to say when I read that I scratched my head and had to, <laughs> had to reread it but kudos to management for being able to take that gap for them it might be a one-off but what the heck NASPAS results I mean we know a lot of it because of course the 10 cent process take a lot still losing money the, the question is I mean it's still it's still a giant on our on our on our exchange. I mean, is this a stock that you that you put into into local portfolios for clients? Well, we do hold it, um, Simon. The thing here is that it is very attractively valued. So mm-hmm. when you consider what you get, and you can buy ten cents, yes, of course you can buy it directly, but you can here buy it with a big discount. So you buy it here at a discount that uh, that really benefits you. Um, and of course, then the then the company really believes in the, in the investments they've been making. So they've re, they've spent a lot of money and the, into businesses that haven't been making money yet. So this is something they believe in, and that they think that will in the next uh, two years become profitable. And if that happens, then we must remember that they've been buying these businesses at deep discounts. Yeah. Uh, so that's really what you want to do as an investor. You want to buy a deep discounts, and then you want to hold it until it's uh, and, until the price recovers. So. Tencent has come back substantially. You're buying it yet even cheaper than it's already in the market. And you're buying into these opportunities that could very well start making money within the next two years. So if all goes well, which we hope it will, then this will be a a good investment. And then just one last point here is that uh, they are creating value for shareholders by buying back uh, shares in the companies. They've got an open-ended share buyback scheme in both Process and NASPAT, and that is really uh, creating a lot of value for for, uh, for, uh, remaining shareholders. They've bought back already just in this period over 4 billion uh, um, uh, rands worth of shares. So substantial numbers and that by itself is probably one of the best ways to to improve shareholder profitability. Yeah, that buyback which reduces number of shares and increases the value of every other share. Mia Kruger, Kruger International, always appreciate the time and that's our question today on LinkedIn and Twitter. Uh, Mia says, yep, have NASPAS in your portfolio. Do you hold it? Perhaps directly, maybe just via local ETF. If you've got a top 40 ETF, you've got a lot of NASPAS in there or maybe not for you. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favor and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlip Kanyisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlip.com forward slash more.
Stanley Bassett Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on the money. Jane now with Hisana Kodia. She is Sector Head of Consumer Goods and Services at ABSA CIB. Hisana, I appreciate the early morning time. I want to get to Black Friday in a moment. Before we do, the, the latest Bank BankServe Africa Economic Transactions Index, um, you make the point in the note that you put out, it really has been a, a year of two halves. Started really strong um, and perhaps no real surprise, uh, uh, weakening as, as the year moved on. Uh, definitely. Good morning. Yes, um, we are seeing a little bit of strain on the consumers um, in the last couple of, of months. It's, lo- it's looking like things are slowing down. And um, like the Bureau has indicated, the Credit Bureau TransUnion also released some indication that there, there is more uh, work in, in coming through, more, the, uh, a slower unemployment rate. Mm-hmm. But um, the cost of living has really gone up. Um, interest rates up, um, pressure on the fuel and load shedding on small businesses. So there's a lot of pressure on the economy you have to take into consideration um, in the system at the moment. And, and, and moving to Black Friday then, I mean, you know, I think the key point that maybe, and I think everyone out there listening has become aware of this, we talk about Black Friday, but actually you call it Black November. I've been seeing specials at, at least for 10 days, maybe two weeks. The, the retailers really are, are spreading it out in, in, in an attempt to try and, and, and grab consumer wallets. No, definitely. And, you know, in pre-COVID, I think it was a very similar strategy for all retailers. We saw not a lot of sales before Black Friday, and then we saw really long queues on Black Friday, and then we went into a Cyber Monday, which was your Mm -hmm. online kind of sales. Totally different strategy in the last couple of years. This year, we see different retailers adopting different strategies, some going for the big queues, um, MassMart come out and said they're going to extend shopping hours, really mm. um, planning for that big spend. But a lot of the retailers building up the online spending for the last couple of weeks already. Um, Pick and Pay released uh, a note yesterday on LinkedIn saying that they, they will deliver within one hour of your shopping online. Mm. So big promises and a lot of pressure, I think, on consumers' wallets to where to spend their money. And, and, and what I'm seeing, and, and, and maybe I'm looking in the wrong places, or maybe it's going to start happening tomorrow. You mentioned macro. I'm seeing a lot more specials on, on consumer staples, toilet paper, washing powder, rather than sort of the big ticket items as, as TVs and fridges. Is, is that a trend you're spotting, or are the big tickets going to be a sort of tomorrow and maybe a Cyber Monday story? Yeah, I think you're right in, in that it's going towards the, the grocery spend a lot, especially the build-up. Mm. And I think uh, the reason for that is the retailers are also aware of the pressure on the consumer's wallet. And, and I think it's going to probably, hopefully, also be a, a good uh, spending time for consumers to rather use a saving mindset than a spending mindset. So really um, looking at your consumables, your groceries, where can I buy up to save? And rather than impulsive buying or, like you say, big ticket items, although those will be in the system, I think on tomorrow we will see quite a few of those coming through for Black Friday specifically. But definitely the lead up to that has been very grocery orientated, in my opinion. 
and that then makes me think that that between the retailers and the consumers is and and taking the the the, the banks of Africa uh, uh, data in, 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 into account, kind of people are we, we're being smart about it. I always look at, at this Black Friday and think, oh, we're all going to go and buy stuff we don't need and sort of have a hangover. But actually, retailers are are, are positioning themselves cleverly, and consumers are responding smartly and in tough conditions. Yeah, and we would urge consumers to continue to do that and not fall prey, you know, to to overspend and, like you say, have that hangover mm. the next day of oh, I I, I bumped my credit card up. Um, we, the the other thing I think we we need to realize you don't always know the sources of spending, right? So we don't know what they're mm. using to spend. Are they are they using excess cash or are they going to indebt themselves in the spending patterns? But I definitely our a recommendation to consumers is be wise with your money. Look look for things that you know you're going to save over the longer term and look at um, Black Friday and this period either, rather as an opportunity to save than an opportunity to go and splurge and spend on big ticket items. And also be very vigilant around fraud. We are seeing such a yeah. huge uptick in fraud at the moment. And, you know, the, the forces are just rife online. They're waiting for people that are gullible. They tell you to click on things and, yes, you've won or you can get a saving or there's a package. Um, so please, the consumers, be vigilant. Don't click on things um, and, you know, don't just open anything that you're not sure of the source. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I, I got two SMSs yesterday about packages that are waiting for me. Neither of them are particularly true. And some of the yeah, some of the emails I'm getting are, are looking suspect. We'll leave it there. Uh, Isana Kodia, she is Sector Head of Consumer Goods and Services at ABSA CIB. Appreciate the early morning insight. Your money gives a damn. If it could protest and sign petitions, your money would. But your money can do more than that. When you invest in Stanlib's Infrastructure Investment Fund, Beyond getting solid returns, you are helping to build a more sustainable future through job creation and positive economic growth. Damn right you are. Invest for more impact at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. MoneyWeb now on The Money. Also available on podcast. Uh, we are not getting our, our third guest. I could have gone wrong with my interviews, but I wasn't paying attention to my experts in studio. We wanted to talking SMEs, and just an astounding number that 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 came out, which 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 leaves me head scratching. Uh, data showing that between 1995 and 2022, in other words, almost for the entire duration of our democracy in this country, the number of SMMEs, small and medium micro enterprises in South Africa, has stayed static at around 800,000. There's been no growth whatsoever. That is that is a horror. Now, in, informal is growing, but in, informal is almost in a sense, subsistence, isn't it? it it's not the, the, the SME which, which sort of grows and, and becomes bigger and, and gets further and further and, and, and one day, you know, I don't know, one day becomes a, an ASPAS or, or an SAB or, or, or even maybe just a, you know, your, your, your sort of, you know, corner grocer in a sense, but with more stalls, more scope and everything. And we're just not growing that space at all. It, it, it's frankly, in many senses, actually just a, a little bit terrifying. And I suspect, I mean, part of it is is an economy that's difficult to operate in. Uh, folks talk around a lot of red tape. That's a fair point. I've got I've got small businesses. The red tape is absolutely real. Um, but we need SMEs. That is where we're going to absolutely uh, found, find our, our, our next giant businesses and most importantly, find our growth for an economy. We need to grow this economy economy uh, 
a heck lot more than the sort of two-ish percent that we're getting in current GDP. Hear that? Nothing. Your money can do more when it blocks out the noise, as hard as it is these days. When you invest in the Standler Balanced Cautious Fund, we manage the risks so that you can see stable inflation-beating returns through market cycles. Invest with more certainty at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib is an authorized financial services provider and a registered manager. MoneyWeb now on the money. Also available on podcast. Not winning for our third guest, so that's it for today's show. We were chatting with Luda Krugel yesterday from PwC about the MPC's rate decision, uh, which is now coming out later today. Of course, we were talking to her ahead of October inflation. That then came out yesterday morning at 10 o'clock. September had been 7.5. The market was looking for 7.4% for October and we got 7.6, which means absolutely the MPC is going to do 0.75%. And that was what almost half of you on our poll said. A third said half a percent, that's all is needed. And the rest said hopefully they will pause. Uh, but I, I think that's unlikely. I think I think what Lulu said made a lot of sense. We're going to get 75 points today. That takes Prime to 10.5%. And then I think we've got another half a percent upside. If you look at the expectations for where interest rates are going to peak, the consensus seems to be 105 to 11 I think probably 11. Maybe we get quarter percents in the January and March. Then MPC pauses. And then when do they start bringing it down? Maybe late 24, sorry, 23. But that inflation number yesterday suggests to me it might be early 24. Have your vote, have your say, Twitter and LinkedIn. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning on the MoneyWeb website and the app 6.30 a.m. podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie Nobuchle, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their early morning. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow how to spot crypto scams. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7 a.m. on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now, on the money.